Welcome back to the Quiet On Set podcast powered by Cineman. I'm Ewan Graf and as always, I'm joined by Lachlan Teeley. On episode 148, we'll give you the weekly strike update happening in the industry and Ewan and I will discuss what's going to be the next big franchise. Yes, uh, I watched something big this week. I watched the Meg 2, uh, Big Sharks wow. in there, multiple actually. Uh, then I watched two movies about Steve Jobs and the controversial sound of freedom, among other things. And Lachlan, Lachlan, I actually don't know what you were up to, so we'll have to wait until you tell us. Yes, uh, this week though, we are covering one movie in particular, and all I gotta say is video game go. It does go brr. Now we are, <laughs> yeah, it does go brr. Uh, we are discussing Gran Turismo based on a true story it is based on a true story i love that so let's cue up the intro and get into the show we are professionals this is, this is a professional podcast yeah breaking bad and better call song hello there <laughs> which actually did you this get is gonna me a hat a as bit... well um yes so i've got dune cam <laughs> it's just a camera <laughs> with my dune steelbook all right welcome back uh lachlan how are you feeling how are you hello. doing hello uh, I'm good. I'm good. A little yeah. bit tired. A bit yeah. of a later recording today since we've done a, a, a little thing beforehand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It involves uh, Jeopardy, a Jeopardy board and potentially hot sauce that uh, hot sauce. either one of us uh, took in. You can leave your guesses. Ingested. Ingested, exactly. Who, who was that uh, off the base of, of, I guess, this recording? Or check out the video uh, yourself. It was a really fun one. Something different that we tried out. Uh, let us know what you thought of it. But uh, yeah, uh, we, we're coming off of that recording. And uh, there's a couple of news items that I want to uh, briefly uh, talk about. Uh, there was one new trailer out this week. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. Fair play. Uh, looked kind of intriguing. It's going to be on Netflix. Had a buzzing uh, Sundance premiere earlier this year. And uh, I guess Aldenreich. Uh, Alden? Aldenreich? Or what's his, what is his name? I don't know, from Oppenheimer. You saw him in Oppenheimer and in Cocaine Bear uh, is in this one and it has me quite intrigued. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Lachlan, do you have any thoughts on, on the trailer? Uh, it does start off like a, oh, okay, it's just another Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. No, it's a Fifty Shades of Grey in the workplace. Sold. Sold, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people have been describing it as like a erotic thriller and I've seen from the people who've seen it a, a bunch of pushback to not use that kind of phrasing to describe it. Apparently it's more like an actual thriller type of story, uh, less on the erotic side, but uh, we'll watch regardless. <laughs> I think we are still intrigued. Uh, yeah, then there is an update on the strike. Uh, I think the WGA is like about to meet or just met again with uh, the studios, uh, studio heads, but I think there's no like end in sight just yet, but this actually comes from the other side of the industry where the VFX artists at Marvel, specifically the ones that work on set, not the ones that work in post, but actually on set, uh, are voting to unionize with the Ayatsi, the conglomerate of all the different branches that are on set that are like that aren't really as as big as like the cinematographers. It's like all the the grips and the PAs and, and all of that, like te the technicians and all of that. Um, they are in a branch and they are looking to uh, vote to unionize and I think they accepted it already and they, they are planning to uh, and join that group. Uh, so there's actually a great video that Dan Merle did on this subject. Uh, subject. I'm going to link it uh, below as reference. Uh, but yeah, I hope this, this goes through and hopefully like the VFX branch as a whole is, is getting some fairer deals in the foreseeable future. Specifically... Uh, here it is also just concerning uh, Marvel for some weird reason. It's only the Marvel branch, not even, I think, Disney. It's just Marvel. Then uh, another effect of the strike is that the Emmys uh, are postponed to January 15th of 2024. Usually, I think they take place in September, around September-ish. Um, I feel like this makes more sense to kind of put them all together in, in like one, two to three month long span. Otherwise, you got like awards all year round and uh, yeah it's not the most interesting time of the year if i'm being uh, like for me at least well Lachlan, 
Will you check out the Emmys now that they are airing in a, maybe a later time of the year? No, unless you tell me to. I won't, I won't. And then on some sad news, uh, William Friedkin, uh, the director of uh, The Exorcist, uh, among other classics, has passed away at age uh, 87. Um, his final film will premiere at the Venice Film Festival and... Um, Actually, guest appearance in that other video that we just recorded. Kevin is going to join me uh, there to cover the Kane Mutiny Court Martial. Uh, looking forward to that film. And I kind of did a bit of a retrospective and caught up with uh, some of his films that I hadn't seen. Uh, so we'll talk about that a bit uh, later in the show. Lachlan, that's the news. Let's get to the discussion time topic of the week. Discussion time. <laughs> discussion time. This discussion week, time. we are talking about franchises. And more specifically, do we think there's going to be another new big franchise similar in size to Star Wars, the MCU, or maybe just even Avatar? Lachlan, what do you think? That's a big question. Big, big question. Uh, because those are some big... Uh, properties, big IPs. Depends. It's going to take some time, though. I mean, Star Wars is, like, 50 years old. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Probably the, the biggest out of all of those, which is the most recent, would be Avatar. Yeah. And I say that because Marvel Comics have been around for a damn long time. Mm. So, out of all of those, Avatar would be the most recent big franchise. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm trying to think of other films recently that are expanding, similar to Avatar. And the only thing that I can think of is John Wick. John Wick. Okay. On that size as well. So the reason I say that mm. is they obviously have done four John Wicks and yeah. they might do a fifth. That's up to them. But they have a spinoff already yeah. as a movie, Ballerina with Ana de Armes. And they've also got a TV show coming at the Continental. Yeah. So that's two spinoffs, right? And all of those sure. films have been fairly successful. So... Whether it's as big as those, I don't know, but I think that might be the next big franchise because that's a franchise there. Mm -hmm. That's going to be four films in the main story and two separate spin-offs. The only yeah. other things we can think of would be horror films, but I feel like most, I feel like the horror era is slightly over. We don't really get yeah, buzz yeah. about horror spin-offs anymore. Well, I also think that they could never reach as big as mainstream appeal. And the reason I picked these three yeah. is because all of them are like, were at one point in the top three highest grossing films of all time, right? A, a movie from each of these franchises. And I think that, mm. I don't know if John Wick could get up there. So it was like, I was also more thinking, is there anything new that could get up there? Cause like even Fast and Furious didn't manage to get all the way up there. The, the last big one that kind of uh, frizzled out as well was like Harry Potter um indiana jones back when it came out was like one of the, the highest grossing of the year but um that also has kind of frizzled out and with the mcu and star wars in decline the only one that is kind of looking at uh the upcoming fourth avatar film at the burning blue horizon it, like it is avatar right that that is still kind of james cameron um at the helm of it all still steering the ship into a profitable and, and really big franchise direction. So yeah. I don't know. It's gonna it's, Mattel is definitely not gonna be it. There's, there's not gonna be like a Barbie universe or whatever. That, that like was a. I think that's gonna be a one hit success. They're gonna have a bunch of just like mid successes, and they might have like another big one. Probably not uh, on similar size as, as Barbie. But I I don't I don't know. Like in in what genre do you think we are steering towards cuz i don't think it's going to be like uh as superhero heavy as it has been um i feel like we are in for some kind of change that it is more based maybe something on toys maybe something even more akin to video games that has a really mainstream wide appeal i'm hoping for a, a fantasy uh, uh resurgence yeah like a lot of things i feel the like thing. the last biggest fantasy we had was Lord of the Rings and, yeah. and Rings of Power unfortunately did fall on its feet and didn't end up being anything spectacular but I do know that they're planning on making some more movies which mm -hmm. would be exciting yeah so and also if they so I know we don't have Lord of the Rings in there but mm -hmm. I don't think we can count Lord of the Rings as a as big of a franchise in terms of numbers but yeah in terms of belovedness it's it holds up 
it really does hold up. Even with the Hobbit films, most people who consider big films will often have Lord of the Rings up there. Yeah. If they were to get Peter Jackson back to do another trilogy of Lord of the Rings films, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I reckon those would be fairly successful. Yeah, I, I think they would still do like quite well. Uh, but I, I don't know if they would. People yeah. love the Game of Thrones and House of Dragon has itched that scratch. Uh, sorry, scratch that itch, I should say, mm. with that fantasy genre. And yeah. people were wanting, because they were wanting a better, they were wanting a great fantasy show or movie because Lord of the Rings and, and uh, House of Dragon came out at the same time. And people were like, which one's going to be the better one? And obviously one was better than the other. But yeah. I feel like people really want that that classic fantasy. And you know the 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 demand for it is there, especially with the, the recent release, if we bring it into video games, of like Baldur's Gate 3. Like mm-hmm. the success of this video game has been massive. So oh, yeah. there is a there is definitely a genre of fantasy want and it, and maybe the success isn't the for that game is necessarily the setting. It could be more the fact that it's a a classic game getting a sequel and everyone's raving about it and it's one of the highest rated games of the year. Possibly going to overtake uh, Legend of Zelda uh, as like the game of the year. Mm. But it, 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 I think the fantasy genre could make a its way back into our lives and have another massive franchise based around it. Yeah. I feel like Nintendo would also like, if they were to make actual like good movies, I think super Mario bros movies is like those animated films. They tend to do well, especially because there's also a younger crowd crowd that goes with it. I feel like Pixar is also skewing uh younger audience audiences obviously but they've kind of conditioned their viewers more towards like disney plus so it's kind of lessened the the value of that brand in a way um and i don't know if if animated films if there's going to be like a franchise that could ever live up to be this big uh i think pixar was at at, at a point like one of those non-franchise just studio things that that every like movie did super well um, they kind of kind of lost that as well. So I don't know if like maybe an animated we're gonna see that more. I don't think we're gonna see something from outside of the the Western space take up like as big a franchise thing. Like for example, Demon Slayer is incredibly huge in Japan. Uh, I don't think it's gonna bridge over to have like a worldwide impact on on, on that size. Uh, but yeah, it, it's hard to predict. I don't know. I think it's gonna come from gaming though. I don't think we're going to have another wave of superhero films. Uh, I think the next upcoming thing is going to be uh, video games. Yeah. The other, the other, th- other one I wanted to bring up is we haven't had like a, oh, you know what? Now I think of it. Dune. Like I was going to say it like a, a sci-fi epic because it used to just be like yeah, the Star, Star Wars, Wars, Star Trek debate. But now you can kind of throw the Dune in there once they get, the third one sequel out and if and if they yeah. get a third one out that would be interesting and then spin off in the dune universe i could i could definitely see dune being the current generation of like star wars movies for them because of yeah how epic it is in scale but i i don't think that at this point in time we have an epic of our like i don't want to say the marvel movies are the movies of this generation but they end up are. being that. Yeah. They kind of are. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other films that have probably missed the success, unfortunately, just due to the fact that MCU has taken up the majority of the, the, the screen for the past decade. Yeah, and it's kind of, I guess, conditioned moviegoers, in a sense, to uh, seek out that type of film. Just because it's been so consistent, mm. you are seeking that consistency in the big blockbusters. And it's like... It definitely added to less variety in there because the safety was you fall back on these superhero continued stories. And we've pretty much seen every other franchise struggle to have that, like, unless it's like a sequel and it's part of a trilogy or something, they've struggled to have like a connected universe. And there's not a ton that have tried that, like just the, the monsterverse that failed. And then there's, um, I guess, DC. Uh, who's, the, I guess, the loudest and the biggest competitor 
uh, in that's in, in in the space. But I I think gaming I think gaming is still on the rise. So today it's not going to be <laughs> Gran Turismo. The adaptation. I yeah maybe it goes beyond that where like something that is taken loosely from the game and then developed further into a movie franchise actually then gets looped back to a game. I think once we have hit that point, then movies about video games are actually here to stay uh, and that they might be the more dominant dominant force. But I don't know how much gamers are actually interested in seeing movies because we discussed this, I think, last week where like one of your friends, you mentioned one of your friends who's more into uh, gaming and paying attention to gaming and uh, uses movies just as uh, entertainment and can just like put it on in the background and you the other way around. I think that's the case for a lot of uh, like gamers that don't really see the movie space as their main entertainment thing. And I don't know if there's like a bunch of bunch of space for transitioning that. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have to say in discussion time about yeah. this topic. I, I, I like to agree with you on this one. I think video games, I can see it. If Gran Turismo is a sign of how they're going to be adapted, and it's not going to be just a copy and paste adaptation, which we've had in the past. We've had bad video game adaptations, and I think the industry is learning what to do to bring them to the big screen. So, yeah, yeah you know what? I could, I could definitely see that there could be a big video game franchise. Just look at Street Fighter and to the continue. Into... Oh, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Go just ahead. look at Street Fighter and the continued success of like Talk to Me that's been doing like really good numbers for a horror film, um, even for A24 standards. Uh, they have already greenlit a sequel to Talk to Me. Talk to Me. <laughs> really good. And uh, they're also doing the, the Street Fighter movie, right? And I think if you get like... Because Marvel did that right. They got like these indie directors like Taika to do a good... Uh, like his last one was shit. But like for Ragnarok, arguably is one of the best Marvel films, right? And uh, if you get that same sort of appeal for a video game film that uh, has a bit of spice, a bit of bit of actual character, then uh, yeah, I think that they're definitely going to be the dominating force um, at the box office in a couple of years. Agreed. So that's it with discussion time. So let's talk about what we've been watching. What have you been up to? What have, what have you done this week? Nothing. No, what, what do you mean nothing? Like you were nothing. just laying in bed, going to work, coming straight back, didn't do anything. That's that's yep. not too bad uh, of a week. Uh, uh, right. No, it's pretty bad. It's pretty yeah? bad. Bad? You don't like it? Yeah. I mean, you watched Gran Turismo. I was, that's the only thing I watched. Yeah. I can, I, yep. That's, that's my week. I work. Busy with work. And sleep. Yeah. Fair, fair. I mean, Unfortunately, it's... Yeah. Did you get uh, enough sleep, at least? Did you sleep, like, eight hours? No. 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 <laughs> Didn't even sleep. <laughs> Didn't even sleep no. right. Uh, but no. Uh, what what did I do? I, 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 I got photos back. Oh, okay. That helps. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I interesting. I can send you some that you can, you can post. Oh, yeah. Your film camera. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll... I'll I'll show you some photos that came out on that one. Yeah, that's nice. Well, there's my week. That's the that's the only. Uh, yay! I overcompensated. And I went to the museum. Oh, you went. Oh, okay. That's great. Like cultured. There you go. He's cultured. I went to the museum, mm. and there was an ancient Egypt exhibit on, mm. and when I saw mummies, it made me want to watch the mummy franchise. And I think in my head, because we were doing like an audio walkthrough of it, I like kept being like. It belongs in a museum. So, yeah, that, that's my week. <laughs> All right, that's great. Uh, yeah, I watched a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, too much to actually cover in what we've been watching. So there's going to be another bonus video uh, linked below where I talk uh, about uh, the second season of Heartstopper and How I Met Your Father, as well as uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series, season four, the final season. Um, <laughs> I did binge that uh, just like... Yeah, I'll tell you more in the bonus video. Uh, also watch the new Amazon Prime streaming film, Red, White, and Royal Blue. 
and uh, John Hamm in Corner Office. A couple of weeks ago, we were discussing if we should cover uh, the Meg 2, the trench on the podcast. We ultimately decided against it uh, because the reviews were really bad. Uh, and I can see why, because this movie is uh, not great. Uh, I think you can definitely skip out on it. It uh, doesn't really feature, although there's the, the triple amount of Megs in this film, uh, they're not really a part of the movie. It's again just uh, like if, like infighting with the humans, um, and it's really a dumb movie. Uh, so stay clear of that one. I watched the two uh, Jobs movie because last week we talked about Blackberry, and I was in the mood to um, watch a shitty innovator. Uh, there's this one with Ash and Kutcher that's more like a biopic. Uh, that one's really bad. And then the Steve Jobs one is actually quite interesting by Danny Boyle because it's uh, it takes place uh, before like a big speech right right each time and there's three big speeches that uh, are like a couple of years apart and it actually it actually is a really interesting way of depicting his life. Uh, I like that they just focus on the relationship with his daughter and that one quite a bit um, and a great Michael Fassbender performance. Uh, Lachlan, have you seen the Steve Jobs, Danny Boyle movie, or have you seen neither of them? I have seen both. Wait, you've seen both? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What, what do you think about them? So you have something to talk about. I, about the Jobs movies? I, I haven't seen them in, like, a while, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, which one's which, again? Uh, Jobs is the Ashton Kutcher. Fastbender one, right? Uh, Jobs, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah. Steve Jobs is uh, the Fastbender one. Steve Jobs is Fastbender, which is the one I prefer. Duh. Yeah, obviously. It's, it's a way better film. <laughs> so speaking of video game related content, uh, I watched uh, the first season of Twisted Metal. Um, now, I <laughs> distinctly remember like playing this game, I think on the PS2 or PS3 at some point. Lachlan, have you, have you played the game yourself as well? Uh, no, I don't Never? remember about it. No, I don't. Yeah, I just remember being the clown in that like uh, iconic clown car, uh, and he's also a character uh, in in the series. And I think it's like really great background entertainment. Uh, not to pay attention to too closely because it's, I mean, it's really silly, uh, but it is kind of fun. Uh, it could have been so much worse, and it definitely leans full into like uh, this 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 world, and it's fine. It could have been so much worse. Uh, I actually kind of enjoyed uh that uh and then there was a hijack with uh idris elba uh on a hijacked plane a i think seven episode mini series uh that i think takes place over one hour at a time i think it's a thrilling story of this hijacked plane that he tries to uh, navigate his way through he, he is not like an action hero in this he's a negotiator uh so that's kind of what he does he does a lot of stuff just like with uh, I guess talking to people and somehow it's really thrilling still it just goes a bit big in like the the conspiracies it's a part of uh it, it gets a bit too big to what's the end for me but still uh really enjoyable that's streaming on apple tv plus and then on netflix big boo for netflix because they are the ones uh one of the main players still holding up the strikes right now uh is heart of stone with uh gail godot um, it's basically your dollar store version of the Mission Impossible franchise. Uh, it has like a bunch of similar looking, although all CGI-ish looking stunts that they do in Mission Impossible. Uh, and it's just really bad. I don't, I don't know why Jamie Dornan, who's also in this, keeps getting dragged into these really bad movies. Uh, but it's just bad. It's just bad. Uh, skip this out. It's going to be like... In a week, they're going to report because they don't actually put up the real numbers. They're going to say, oh, this is like top three most successful Netflix movie of all time. You guys all watched it for sure. And there's no need for us to show you how many people actually watched it. But that's going to be the story in two weeks. And then finally, I watched A Sound of Freedom, uh, the controversial film that was made by, uh, I, I guess, a group that's uh, more like right-leaning in the states and uh, i haven't really looked too much into it but essentially it's it is about child trafficking um and yeah it's it's about a guy who's also like politically active 
and apparently he's a controversial figure because he is i think part of the reason or like one of the arguments that like trump had to say we got to build a wall because he was also arguing for the case of child trafficking that is happening because the the borders are so loose which isn't really the case but that that was one of the the arguing points i think that's like the overlap and where all the, the criticism comes in this movie is also not really good uh it, it's like it's this weird heroic tale of the one guy who saves a bunch of children which is really easy to root for it's just not really a well-made uh movie it's it's fine um but yeah also like not taking the uh the controversy into uh, account i think it's just kind of okay and then yeah william Friedkin. uh i watched for the first time the exorcist and the french connection man those are like two of the best movies of all time <laughs> they're so good Lachlan, i don't know how familiar are you with Friedkin? uh what have you seen from his filmography not a lot of his work uh, uh but you've seen the exorcist i assume yes yes yeah I even ages ago yeah what even watched that one for the first time really had seen nothing and I'm about halfway through Sorcerer. I uh, gotta boot that up when we finish this recording. Gonna finish that. But uh, The French Connection, really famous for having uh, one of, if not the best chase scene in all of cinema. It's really thrilling mm. where he chases the, the, the like tram or like the. It's crazy. Uh, but, anyways, that's all I've been watching. Again, the bonus video where I talk about even, <laughs> about even more stuff. Uh, below and let's get to uh gran turismo lachlan the ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage grand turismo player whose gaming skills won him a series of okay this is where we're going to get into an argument because is it <laughs> nissan or is it nissan it's nissan because i say nissan it's nissan it's nissan got it yeah yeah <laughs> won him a series of nissan competition to become an actual professional <laughs> race car driver Ooh, that's thrilling. Uh, it comes from Neil uh, Blomkamp, who's the director behind some movies. Blomkamp. Blomkamp, that you might know. <laughs> Get into the second argument. How do you say his name? Um, How do you say his name? <laughs> he's the director of District 9, uh, Chappie, and uh, Elysium. Or is it Elysium? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he takes on this Gran Turismo video game adaptation based on a true story. Uh, comes in at a runtime of 135 minutes. Currently is sitting at a 3.3 on Letterboxd, a 7.1 on IMDb, and a 45 on Metacritic. Am I getting this right? That's so low. I think so, yeah. Actually quite surprised. Uh, the budget, uh, I've seen a bunch of different uh, sources say different things. I think the lowest I saw was like, 40 million it went upwards to also go 100 million as what they were quoting for the budget and because this movie has been pushed back at least in wide release in the states we are still waiting on the box office reports for this one but it's gonna make a bunch of money uh, it comes from columbia pictures and is one of the few playstation production movies that we've gotten so far uh, the most successful of those so far would have probably been The Last of Us, right? I think they did have a hand in that as well. But they've also made Uncharted, uh, Lachlan's favorite movie of 2021. <laughs> no, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, without further ado, we're going to get into uh, our review for Gran Turismo. Now we're going to talk about more general things uh, before we dive specifically into the film but we'll give you a spoiler warning once we get to spoilers but uh before we get there i think i can say i would recommend this movie if you're interested in the gran turismo series definitely go check it out i think it's worthwhile if you love racing films this is actually a pretty decent one at that uh and yeah i can recommend it overall but uh Lachlan, like are you you're a gamer <laughs> have you <laughs> you're a gamer right uh <laughs> have yeah, you uh, I've played a game here and there that's I've played Tetris. very cool um but uh have you played any racing games or any racing simulators like uh gran turismo yeah yeah uh mario kart <laughs> yeah i think i would say this that one would not be a video game it would be more a uh a sports simulator Life right simulator yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. oh, man. i keep all of my bananas no, funnily enough, when I was watching this movie, I realized that I am not a big racing sim person. Right. I'm not really a big sim person. 
Sims. The only one I've ever done is like Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah. And maybe like a a space shooter sim, but I've never really no. done racing stuff. But I've always wanted to have like the racing wheel and and pedals and everything because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have the gear for it. So yeah. that's why I really haven't done it because I'd want the wheel, I'd want the pedals. I don't think that a like a like a controller is really going to be it's not going to give me the same experience that uh jeb gets in this get in this movie yan is that his name jeb no yan that's I, it i love jeb more though <laughs> it just sounds like a nerd nerdish type of name yeah um yeah yeah I, I haven't even really played any racing games myself uh that would be more on the side of like a racing sim um i think like the the most i've ever played was uh like the the need for speed games i think i played one or two of those uh yeah. but they're, they're not as realistic like uh like this is um and then when it comes to simulator games like i i used to grow up with roller coaster tycoon i don't know how realistic that one is like i played the suit tycoon games as well uh like sim city city skylines more recently i think has done uh, actually, a really like just for road management. I guess that one's pretty close to reality. Uh, <laughs> you, just, you know how they do it. This is not a spoiler, but how they do the transition shots of him racing in the race car or racing at home, and then it transitions into an actual car a bunch of times. You just do that with like a city planner. You're playing City Skylines, and you just like transition <laughs> into like an office space. <laughs> I want to see the City Skylines adaptation next, but um. That's when it what, but that's our knowledge when it comes to like racing games. What about racing movies? Because I think this is equal parts video game movie as much as it is just a racing movie. So, like, you got a favorite there? Have you seen a bunch or only a few? Not really. I haven't actually seen a lot of racing movies. Yeah. Because I can't really think of any like great ones, but, um, yeah, the only the only two that I can think of would be like a like a Fast and Furious or like a more yeah. recent uh Ford v Ferrari or even like a can I think what else I've, I've the Super I've Mario Bros movie sequence when they're in the DK Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly. really accurate. Um yeah, yeah, no, I can't really think of anything. I, the only other thing that I've seen that is kind of big uh is is Rush. Uh, but there's just some classics that I hadn't, haven't seen. And there's also like not that many. There's not that many racing mm. films, you know. Uh, there's Senna, uh, there's Le Mans, and there's Grand Prix. And that's about it. There's not too many more. Uh, I definitely have those on my watch list. Uh, I mean, if you got any more, let us know in the comments below. But there, there's not that many. There's no oversaturation when it comes to a good depiction of, of like racing uh, on film and uh, this movie does that super well it is also coming with the tagline of based on a true event uh, now here is where the biggest discrepancy kind of comes in and where they take a bit of uh, freedom of retelling the story and I think to talk about that specifically we do have to talk about spoilers so uh, you have been warned right now uh, but there's actually like a really big difference uh, where the story goes there's a big crash that happens um i think about not not two-thirds into the movie i think like halfway through the movie probably uh, in like the the second race or the third race as he does where he crashes uh in nuremberg um into an accident that actually injures uh people and, and kills one person and the way the movie depicts that it uses it as like a uh, thing to him to grow out of his like fears and his anxiety and like the stuff that's holding him back and uh the conclusion it, it actually leads to the conclusion of the 24-hour race in uh Le Mans right uh the way this actually happened in real life is the other way around he did the Le Mans uh race uh first where he got the third place podium for Nissan and then two years after there was the crash uh, that that fatally injured someone. Um, what do you think about that? Like the 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 way that this story is is picking and choosing the timeline of stuff that happened in real life. Well, this is not a documentary. This no. is, after all, telling a story. And 
things in real life don't often happen in the order that would be most dramatic. So I understand why they would have to move it around from a storytelling perspective. So I don't care. Again, this is based on a true story. This is not the true story. Because uh, that's what this film is. It's, it's, it's telling his story, but not in the same light. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure his dad wasn't as, it's just a video game. It's just a video game. That, I'm, I'm sure that conversation didn't go down as cringely as it did in the film. But yeah, I, I don't mind them moving around timeline aspects like that yeah i think i'm just like kind of opposed to the the line of based on true events on a true story because it it tries to sell you on hey this is a grounded like realistic story and it's just like well just tell me a story it's fine like where you were influenced um so i don't really care either i just don't like that tag just generally uh for the marketing of movies um but yeah, I, f- I think it's a pretty solid one. Uh, you also had the real Yun, or as you call him, Yep, or Jeb. I think that was one Jim. of the people who did like uh, Minecraft. <laughs> he was called Jeb. Uh, anyways, uh, he was also a a stunt double in the movie as well, right? Right for the actual racer. Uh, when it comes to the performances, uh, what do you think? Is this like good, bad, somewhere in between? It's okay. Uh, Performances-wise, I don't have any notes to say other than David Harbour carries the show, Where Was Orlando Bloom, Uh, Archie is fine, the rest of the cast is okay. Uh, It's honestly not a film for acting. No. (laughs) It's a film about the, the street and the cars. And racing. It's it's not a film about like family, although there are cars and people. I've had better emotion in a Fast and Furious movie, so like, yeah, yeah, I've had better acting in Fast and Furious movies, so yeah, the the film doesn't captivate me in that manner, Mm. which is what should captivate me because it's a story about people and and the underdog. That's the main thing, but the thing that captivates you is is the racing. Like, because you said this earlier with, like, race car movies, there's not a lot of them. Mm. So this storytelling of showing a racing in, in this cinematic light is is uncommon. So it's it's a new perspective that we don't really get to see. Yeah, and it's, it's so tied to the actual sport here that uh, a lot of it is, like, grounded but still thrilling because it is a really thrilling sport. Um, and it is also a re- very cinematic uh, sport in that as well like i don't know what the last like soccer movie was or like maybe a bit more on basketball It'll be taika watiti's new one it, it, it probably will but i i think that's going to lean more into comedy than uh the actual like sportsmanship and all of that um but there's not a ton of them i think another really cinematic sport is like basketball i think you can do that one uh quite well uh but it, it just is really thrilling. And uh, I think we talked about this uh, off the show as well, that uh, the parts of the film that are the most intriguing is like the second half of the film where there's like multiple sequences where no one is really talking or there's there's not the focus is not on the acting or the script or the story that they're telling. It's just a race. And those were for sure the highlights of this film. Um, and I just kind of wish they, they would, would have gotten to racing a bit sooner. Uh, I think the first act is really what drags, drags this movie down a bit. Uh, it kind of needs to set up so we care for Yun, but so uh, like quickly into it, he's just set up as the guy who's really, really good because he has a ton of experience. So there's not a lot of growth that he can do. He just needs to like translate his knowledge from the digital thing to the real thing. And he does that pretty much effortlessly. Um, which doesn't like tell a really compelling story for that character. Uh, and you can see it come through in the way that they kind of need the love story that comes along. So they give him some sort of drama because otherwise uh, it would have been as slick as those breaks in that first like actual race that he lost. Uh, Cause yeah, there's not a lot of grip to that character. No, there, there really is no story arcs for any of these characters. They all kind of start and end in the same spot. They just have, Things that happen to them. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Bloom's character, we open 
with, essentially. He is our... He's almost like our antagonist, because he doesn't want Yen to be the race car driver that they pick. So he acts as a force against Yen, and yeah. also, I guess, against uh, Jack as well. Uh, and the only thing that you have going for Jack is his previous uh, career as a driver mm. and his his fears, I guess, or this, this, this thing that took him away from the sport. Yeah. And it, even still, it's not used that well to be his main, you know, uh, main character plot point. But they don't have any of that. Yeah, because the, he the doesn't really have any one-dimensional. Th there's no pull that that character actually has. Has like the decision when he calls like the other guy to win, although Yan was in front in that like deciding race. They cut away, and then the decision is like as a surprise to the audience. Oh no, Jack actually got his way, or like they actually went with the real winner. Same goes in the final race where it, they just go like fuck it. Uh, and and do like go um away from the line because he he knows the the track better than everyone else. It's also he just like he buckles. He doesn't actually have like any say over the character. So he's he, he's a very like unimpactful uh villain. He he doesn't really get to do much. Um and mm. I, yeah, it's also like another uh deviation from the the true story because they in this make it out to be like the first uh round of people that young got in it actually was the third year that they were doing this he was just the youngest uh that ended up winning and getting getting a spot and i guess with the highlights that he got at that uh leman uh race where they secured third uh, third place for nissan was one of the the highlights and he's since been a really like successful formula one driver um and yeah, has uh, has has done like multiple races uh, since then. I don't know if he's still like active, uh, because I don't follow F one. That's another question. Maybe I should have asked at the start. Do you have you ever have, have you ever watched like uh, F one races? Yeah, I've I've watched them in the past. Sometimes I put them on uh, mm -hmm. just as like background noise when I'm doing stuff. Yeah, but I'm not an active viewer, active watcher. But I enjoy the sport enough to follow it here and there. Yeah, uh, I think. What can I say? I like car. I like car. I like car. I like car. I go broom. I go yay. I don't really like car, so like for me, is a bit of a tougher sell, uh, to get there. But um, I thought you didn't like cars too. <laughs> I also don't like cars one and car singular. Really, I'm really not interested in that. Uh, but I think something that was really funny to me at the start was also I only realized later that his dad, uh, was a retired, um soccer player right uh football player i was like oh yeah they, they, they did say that but to me all that stuck was like <laughs> what i wrote down is like shaking my head uh dad wants him to be a fifa player instead of like uh gran turismo <laughs> he wants him to go professional in fifa you should be playing fifa not gran turismo yeah, yeah, yeah i think dad doesn't really translate but i'd, I'd watch that movie uh that would actually be pretty funny um but yeah is that based on a true story <laughs> Is there anything else that uh, that uh, stood out to you from the film? Look, the only like uh, other negative thing that really pissed me off was all of the pausing during the races to explain where he was in first, fifth, seventh place because that halts the momentum, baby. But Don't you gotta know in what place he is during a race. You can they're doing tracking shots with him with the number above his car. Why can't they just do that again? <laughs> that is a fair point. Um, what bothered right. me a bit more is the oh my god the, the constant product placement uh of of like uh sony stuff was outrageous mm -hmm. it was so the funniest thing to me in this whole movie is that like soon after he he crashed and killed someone um <laughs> the gift that david harbour gets is like a sony <laughs> A Sony music player? <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. so incredibly it's out of touch MP, in that moment. MP3 player. Yeah, it's like sad music and like he gets that and it's like, oh my God, this is, this is making you know the me funny thing? Cringe. You know the funny thing? Yeah. He loaded his music onto it because David Harbour uses it to play music later on. Right. Nice. It's not even the music that, that Jack likes listening to. He's just like, here's a modern device to listen to music. Not that modern because streaming is a thing. 
I'm sure that Jack has a mobile phone, but he's decided to give him an MP3 player that was like eight gigabytes in size of just his music. So he could play it later on. Yeah, I, I think it's not as as modern at that time because I think it is uh, taking oh, place in 2011. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, yeah, it was like 12 years ago. Uh, but still, yeah, they, they would have some kind of phone. But there, there's more people. You know, you know the other thing that shat me? You yeah. know the other thing that really pissed me off? Mm -hmm. The constant, like, Sony sounds that would like the pause ah, yeah 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 <laughs> i thought that, God, one, that it was, was annoying me more like it was also the when they paused to give you like this the the, the placement yeah. it, it was that sony's <laughs> yeah yeah it was i was like stop <laughs> yeah they should um, have done like but a... no i can't take away i can't take away the film's uh like great racing hype and like yeah. uh excitement that it builds because during the end where they did like the photo finish. There was a person who audibly like oh, behind me. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I guess people are engaged with it. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more than what I was. I thought again, the racing was the best part, but you know yeah, what would have people really were actually engaged quite a bit. You know, what would have really sold it for me is, uh, at the end, uh, he wins and then it starts the next race and it's like another close one. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of like montage quick bits from the race. And then towards the end is like the final stretch where, where he needs to take over. It's like someone hits the pause button and you can see the actual game Gran Turismo and you zoom back, right? You zoom back and it's actually someone else steering Jan as a racer in the future of the next Gran Turismo game. And boom, the next generation. It's called Gran Turismo Next Generation. That's the next movie they're doing this franchise. So that's what I wanted as a post-credit scene. Um... Yeah, they didn't deliver, so I'm a bit disappointed. But uh, other than that, uh, it reaches the podium of video game adaptations this year, I'd say. It's like, uh, what do we have? <laughs> we definitely have at the top The Last of Us. Then I think somewhere in there is a Super Mario Bros. movie. It's it's all right. Uh, Twisted Metal wasn't too bad. Uh, but this probably, like in the movie, gets the third place uh, as far as video game but things this year. I know it's it's it's... Of we're casting as a video, but it's the least adapted from the video uh, game. Oh yeah, it shits so much on gamers as well. It's like, no, I'm not a gamer. I'm actually like an. Dude, athlete. it shits so, so hard on gamers. Man. Yeah, but I feel like the the type of audience that plays Gran Turismo is the most normie. That's not like part of gaming culture. Like it's the type of guys who maybe play, I don't know, like FIFA or like some other sports game or maybe Call of Duty. But that's probably what what they do. It's it's not like more niche. Uh, so yeah. they, the alienation there was probably a good call to make it more wide appealing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Gran Turismo is still going strong. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I think. Yeah. Uh, so Lachlan, what's your rating for Gran Turismo? I was pretty positive with it. Yeah. And the main reason I'm positive with it is that I did find the racing stuff very, very engaging. And I felt like uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Neil Blomkamp's stuff, mm. whether it's his actual features or whether it's his short stuff. A lot of his short stuff, which you can find on Netflix. You, you should be able to find it on YouTube as well. I'm not sure if it's still there. But um, I really like his stuff like a heck of a lot. Mm. I noticed a, a, a number of his the CG in this film wasn't perfect, but I feel like <laughs> he's got a very small studio who does visual effects, and I I think it's the same studio that does it for this film. If mm. it is, then that's wicked because I feel like this film is a film for the studios so that he can get funding to do his next one. Because unfortunately with his previous two big features, the Chappie and Elysium, they weren't as a big of a success as District 9. And I know that I think I think there's a District 10 planned, a sequel yeah, yeah. for District 10 planned. Yeah. And I'm wondering if he did this so that he could secure funding for District 10 yeah. um, or whatever else he wants to do. Because this definitely feels like one of those one for you, one for me movies uh, yeah. that we've had in the past with other really big visual film tellers. Christopher Nolan's a great example. Um, who else? Spike Lee's a great example yeah. of uh, filmmakers who have done one for you, one for me films. So I'd like to see this film succeed a little bit so that, he could get a bit more money for his next film. So uh, three out of five. 
is me, because uh, I actually had a decent time. The first half is a drag, but the second half definitely delivers. I definitely agree uh, with the sentiment and uh, the rating as well. So it's a three out of five for me as well. Uh, now, Lachlan, if you had to pair up Gran Turismo with another film, what would be your pick for the double feature? Le Mans, one of the most hardcore races in the world. Mm -hmm. Sorry, ah, I just dropped something. So uh, I've decided to pair it with Ford v Ferrari. Mm, okay. Because that's another racing film it about is. Le Mans and was also really good for its race car sequences. But I feel like its character uh, storytelling is a lot stronger. Mm. So I feel like this film could learn from its character development from Ford v Ferrari. And I feel like Ford v Ferrari could learn its visual elements from uh, Gran Turismo. I'd even I'd second that. I think... That movie is is pretty good. But a movie where I like the rivalry between the two races even more is in Rush from Ron Howard. One of the few Ron Howard films that I'd say that I actually enjoy. Usually not the biggest fan of his filmmaking. Also, it's been a while since I've seen Rush, but I remember it being really good. Uh, so that's my recommendation for the double feature. Now, if you're looking just for other double features to do, I do want to give another shout out to William uh, Friedkin, uh, there's a bunch of films that are worthwhile on his, uh, in his filmography, like The Exorcist that you've probably already seen, but also Killer Joe, Cruising, Sorcerer, Bug, The French Connection. There's a ton. He even did a remake of 12 Angry Men, I just see. I might need to check that out. Uh, I don't know if it's any good, but uh, I mean, it's a great, great screenplay at the base of it. And he's a really engaging uh, filmmaker, so go give his film a watch. But if you want to watch something new in theaters this week, then uh, the movie we're going to cover next week is hopefully on your radar. The last outing other than Aquaman 2 in the DC catalog before it does get that revamp reset with James Gunn is Blue Beetle. And the beetle is still blue. It's 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 beetling. And we'll be talking about how much it beetles. Uh, then we also got Strays, uh, a adult uh, skewered comedy with a bunch of famous actors voicing dogs uh, or strays uh, of all sorts of <laughs> feline connection. I don't know. This looks really bad. Uh, I don't know if I'll... This doesn't even come out for me for the next two weeks, but uh, I'll give it a watch at some point. And then in limited release in the States is Landscape with Invisible Hand. Really odd, quirky uh little drama with aliens and a young cast in there go give that a try if it's playing near you but that's it for uh this week thanks so much for tuning in go check out our movie jeopardy video that should be on the channel uh pretty soon and uh yeah let us know what uh your favorite racing game is is it maybe gran turismo or one of the mario kart games i know for me like and what would be your favorite like racing game would it be one of the mario karts or something else favorite racing game crash team racing is that actually good i've never <laughs> never played it is that a I crash bandicoot i got the remake it was it was yeah crash bandicoot it was a lot of fun right yeah uh, i think i played the like the, the donkey kong or diddy kong racing or whatever once that one was pretty fun but to me it probably would be i don't know i, I guess i'm a bit, bit generic with the latest one but the the mario kart 8 deluxe is is kind of fun although the recent uh cups that they've done in the dlc is kind of bad but the base game is pretty good uh so, so that's it for this week uh and we'll see you next week all right bye 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 let's shift gears and talk about gran turismo